This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 2. The year is 2200. Having depleted the world's fossil fuels and hindered the Earth's natural abilities to create energy, the Luna Corporation has long since won out a race to colonize and create industry on the moon after NASA-driven research concluded that moon dust is in fact a viable source for energy creation itself. Harnessing its power within batteries of all sizes was an absolute must. Lunacorp now operates the sole mining operation on the face of the moon, shuttling large transports once per week, which provide a sustainable source for the world's supply. Onboard Lunacorp main base, the team of 75 highly trained personnel work to harvest moon dust and maintain the highly advanced life support systems required to shield them from the radiation and other dangers of living on the moon. 24 hours ago, an incident occurred aboard the main base. Two harvest truck operators, Brutus Dixon and Persephone Waterflame, were out on a routine collection when an intake alarm sounded. Returning back to base, they, along with Tech Cecilia Lynch, were unable to get a hold of the maintenance crews to allow them to investigate and leave quarantine. Taking matters into her own hands, Persephone found the presumed cause of the alarm and attempted to take care of the matter herself. Requiring assistance, though, Brutus stepped in to clear a blockage intake valve. Once cleared, Brutus began to remove his suit, complaining about something having entered it before suddenly succumbing to some sort of sudden-onset paralysis. Exhibiting symptoms including black veins showing up across his skin and swelling around his eyes. Medical technicians and resident diagnostician Juliana Dove Joyner were quickly on site after alarms began to sound. 
placing both Brutus and Persephone in quarantine. The med team has been observing the unchanged states of both drivers. Juliana, you are in the laboratory, observing the medical center with one of the head medical technicians. What's the name of that head medical technician? Franklin Sanderson. That's right, there's two N's at the end. Franklin Sanderson. So, Juliana and Franklin are discussing the results of the latest battery of tests on both Brutus and Persephone. I mean, Brutus's results have been kind of unchanged. Persephone's, she seemed to have shown up with this, this bacterial strain. The same thing that's shown up in Brutus when he came in. Well, have you ever seen anything like this before? Well, when, when Brutus came in, yeah. I'm talking about, have we ever seen any bacteria like this before? No, I mean, we, we know that it's a new thing. It's, it's never shown up. It's not something that any of us have, have really ever seen. It's, it must be what's causing it. I mean, Brutus has been on a, a strong course of antibiotics for quite some time now. And have we seen any change? No, I mean, you should probably go in and give Persephone a check and just see how her vitals are doing now that this has shown up in her blood work, but there's no change at the last last check a couple hours ago. Well, all right, let's check on Persephone and monitor her closely. You go walk down to the medical center, and Persephone and Brutus are in two separate, like, sealed quarantine zones with, like, you know, stereotypical glass all around, and uh, she sees you walk up, and you go through the correct quarantine... Uh, Get blasted with all yeah. that air. Yeah, you're wearing quarantine suits, and you go in. Oh, Dr. Joyner, nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too, Persephone. How you feeling? Uh, bit of a chill, a little achy here and there, but I feel okay. All right, well, well, that's real. That's real good to hear. I'm just gonna. Oh, oh, I have had like this constant headache that's been going on too. So, just just a heads up on that. Thank you for letting me know. Any any new symptoms that you come across that we can't figure out for ourselves, you just have to let us know. Okay, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, I take her vitals. You notice that her blood pressure is a little elevated, and she does have a a minor fever. Uh, so Persephone looks at you and says, uh, well, am I, am I going to live? And she says it with a smile on her face. <laughs> well, we're going to do everything we can to keep you alive. You're very important here. So you do have a small fever, though. We're going to up your ibuprofen and your acetaminophen. And if anything else feels weird to you, you just let us know. Oh, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first person I tell. All right, Persephone, you hang tight. Oh, well, uh, what's the, what's the Wi-Fi password in here? <laughs> um, space bitches... Two seven three. <laughs> oh, okay. Any any caps or is that all lowercase? No, case? all lowercase. All lowercase. Okay. Yeah. All right. Space bitches two seven three. Got it. So in the one hundred twenty two <laughs> years until this time, uh-huh. still just Wi Fi, hey? Still just Wi Fi. We're on yes. the moon. We're on the moon. <laughs> literally mining for an alternate fuel source. Still just Wi Fi. Just your regular old. Well, it's the pinnacle of technology, so it's never going to get better. Why would we improve nope. it? I had to. We had to take out her implant in order to like hook her up to the IVs and stuff. You know, 
So. Okay. Oh, see? Good. I like that. You had to do the old fashioned way. Old, the old fashioned way. Exactly. Well, what, do you, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go check on Brutus and see. Uh, just check his vitals, see if anything has changed. You head back out and you begin doing all your de quarantine and then re quarantine. And then we're going to jump over to Rainia. Now, operations manager Rainia Samuth has spent most of the last 24 hours, most of her working hours, filling out incident reports and other paperwork following the recent incidents. Rainia has taken reports from Persephone, Cecilia, Juliana, and several of the responding physicians and technicians about the incident and cleanup. And aside from the discovery of the unknown bacteria and her drivers not following protocols nothing appears to be out of place to you. Now, you've been waiting for a few days at this point to receive a call back from your supervisors regarding suspicious behavior of the often loudmouthed Dr. Joyner, brought to your attention by Oscar Bloom, a base engineer. As you are filing your last report, a call pops up on your computer, and it's coming from your immediate manager, whose name is... My immediate manager, whose name is Gail Chakowski. Gail's image pops up on your computer screen, saying there's an incoming call from her. Hey, Gail. Uh, Rainia, Rainia, good, good to talk to you. Sorry it's taken us so long. Been lo- dealing with lots of things down here. What's uh, I hear you've been dealing with some stuff up there. Yeah, there's some things going on. I mean, I'll I'll maybe fill you in briefly and then we'll circle back to the reason we actually had this call scheduled. We had some, I don't know, bacteria, people hurt, maybe people not following protocol. It's not great. It's not a great situation right now. Oh, dear. But I'm sure you'll get all kinds of reports about that. The the reason that I wanted to talk to you originally is that we've been... um, We're having some, mm, let's say, interpersonal problems with a couple of high-ranking staff. Okay. Uh, Juliana Dove Joyner. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know her? Yes, yeah, I'm familiar with her. Um, Yeah, is, is there an issue with the work she's doing? Well, um... Not with the work she's doing. She's a very diligent worker. Um, but one of our um, technicians is, is and I mean, I'm saying one of our technicians, but, you know, he's, um, he's more than that. Oscar Bloom, you, of course, know him. He designed, mm-hmm. designed the life support system. You know, Great guy. He, 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 yeah, he has come to me with some complaints about Juliana and, and uh, even with some, some evidence of her acting strangely Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, you know, looking at some information and going in and playing with things. And I guess I I just wanted to make sure, you know, communication needs to go up and down that you guys knew everything that was was going on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is usually the first question I ask in an HR meeting, but are they boinking? Because sometimes when that ends poorly, one of them gets a little disgruntled, throws a little shade. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it is a reasonable question. Uh, 
I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe that has been an issue with this particular two individuals. Okay. Well, um, I mean, here's what I can tell you about uh, uh, Juliana. She, you know, she was brought on as a, she's an excellent diagnostician. She's there to overlook and oversee uh, a lot of the observed physical and psychological habits of all the people on board and how living on the moon and away from Earth and all that sort of stuff is changing people. And, I mean, she's been just looking at her looking at her file here, she's been given a little carte blanche over what she can go in and find. So this might be what Oscar's seeing is she's going in and she's accessing different data logs looking for perhaps some some extra bacterial or viral or anything possible that could be floating around the general vicinity. Not that we're looking for anything in particular, but that there could be something uh, floating about changing the way people act. Living in close quarters, you know, it's like airplane stuff. You get lots of weird air up there. So you're not concerned that she seems to be accessing strange information? I mean, I'd have to know what strange information is, but if she's, if it's any part of, you know, the life support system or anything that kind of correlates with her position, I'd say it's more in line with what she is supposed to be doing. Okay, Gail, well, thank you, that, that, I mean, as long as, that does help. As long as she's not, you know, hurting anybody, doesn't, does it appear that she's taking this information and using it to harm anyone? No, no. I mean, okay. she certainly seems to, you know, be be into that whole Hippocratic Oath thing. Sure. Okay. We still got that now in 2200, as you know, the current year. Absolutely. We have Miranda rights still, too, so it's... <laughs> everything still checks out. Don't you worry. Um, so, sorry, the, the recent incident, um, you were saying people aren't following protocols and bacterials. Everything okay up there? Well, I mean, you know, we've got our best person, Juliana, on it. A um, couple of uh, miners went out. They came in. There was a warning. They didn't do exactly what they were supposed to do. You know, end of a shift, long day. You know, right. people. People behave in ways that are not always according to protocol or, you know, logical or makes sense in a very dangerous environment like the moon um but they are being observed and you know um brutus it's uh it's in the hands of the medical team and there seems to be some sort of bacterial strain Hmm. so all right well i mean uh, if anything changes um obviously let us know um I mean, Juliana's up there. She's supposed to be making sure that everybody is tickety-boo. I'll I'll update you as soon as I know more. You hear kind of from her, from in her office there, you hear uh, a voice come over. So it sounds like some sort of intercom. And it's, you don't hear exactly what it says, but it sounds kind of frantic and rushed. And then Gail says, I'm going to, I'm going to have to let you go. Um, Sorry it took so long. We'll, we'll, I've got this on the books to, to talk with you in a couple days. If anything comes up before that, just give me a call and we'll sort it out. You've got my direct line. 
I'll make sure that we we touch base. Obviously, there are lots of things going on. We don't want to leave you leave you stranded up there. <laughs> well, we certainly don't want that either. Good luck with whatever's going on down there. Oh, all right. Uh, talk soon. Bye bye. Oscar Bloom, resident recluse and engineer of life support systems extraordinaire. You've just That's the name of my company. Returned. <laughs> <laughs> you've just returned to your your dorm after a full day of assisting the mechanics and engineers with the harvest truck, uh, trying to fix the intake system. You have some knowledge of how those things work being on the moon base for so long and knowing all the systems that go along and you're trying to find anything at all that could be linked to any of the events that have occurred over the last day during this time you observed uh, two techs proceed without proper safety equipment and three mechanics as well not doing their best at keeping safety gear on as they were dealing with fixing everything it was all the moon dust was vacated and cleared back outside but um, that's what you saw you check your watch and it's uh, past the usual time for you when you've been doing checks in on the life support and maintenance logs what are you doing in your dorm there uh is netflix still a thing (laughs) uh porn is oh okay perfect (laughs) yep lots of that yeah yep Mm. Uh, no, probably like uh, I don't know, reading a book, maybe maybe something classic like, uh, ooh, let's say Archie Bible Jughead. Goes West. Oh no, wait, that's a movie. <laughs> a, ta- uh, um, a Tale of Two Cities. Sure, Tale of Two Cities. Sure, you're sitting there reading your book, and some time goes by, and you hear a loud thunk, like a a mechanical crunch, come from what sounds like the ventilation systems kind of take a look and listen up closer to it and it sounds like there's a bit of a grinding going on within the system uh, Oscar lets out a sigh and uh, stops reading at it was the best of times it was the worst of <laughs> he's always interrupted at the same spot he can never get far into this fucking book he's literally opened the cover <laughs> he's opened the first page he's actually just reading like oh that's so I know that was the right Dickens book because I couldn't remember yeah that's the one took a shot at it nice. okay, perfect. you nailed it oh, that's amazing um yeah so Oscar Oscar puts his book down and goes over to like the intercom system that sure. I'm sure this moon base has as well you betcha and punches up some sort of maintenance or engineer like an on call sure uh so, like, someone will get the call. Yeah, you you patch into the facility operating area, um, and uh, one of your one of your fellow engineers answers the phone. What's his or her name? Uh, her name is Regina, and I don't know her last name. <laughs> is it Regina? Is it Regina Regina? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Nice. Regina gets on the horn and she says, uh, "Hello, engineering. What can I do? What can I do for you?" Uh, Regina, it's uh, it's Oscar. I just uh, oh hey, how some... you doing? How's your book? Oh fuck, I can't even get through it. I stopped on the first sentence. Anyways, not important. Uh, I heard like some really loud crashing and grinding noises in like I don't know where they were coming from because I can't remember what Russ said. 
but <laughs> something in the wall. And uh, I just wanted you to wanted you to know maybe there's problem. Sure, sure. Yeah, let me uh, let me pull up uh, pull up the log here and just see what I can find. Well, it, uh, oh, yeah, no alarm sounded, but it looks like there's a bit of an issue in one of the one of the filter ports that that's near the dorms there. Oh, I'm not. Uh, now that I've been interrupted in my in my reading, uh, yeah, I can I can come check that out with you. Great, I'll meet you there. You know the place. You head uh, down to where you know the filtration unit is closest to where the dorm is, and that's uh, a few minutes of you waiting for Regina Regina to come because she's got to come from how it's set up is the. Uh, the facility operating unit is out kind of farther away from the main base, and the dorms are farther away from the main base, but you have to kind of go back to and then out to one of them. So it takes her a few minutes to get there, and uh, she you hear her kind of clopping down the hall. All right, uh, here's, I brought the ladder. I left, I left Lamar in, in charge there. Uh, you want to hop up there, or do you want me to hop up there? I'll, uh, I, can, I can head up there and have a look. Sure. She sets up the ladder beneath the access panel and hands you a flashlight. You hop up and you open the access panel and it's you have to climb in a little bit, kind of almost diehard style through the vents. But you make it to this unit and uh, it's very clearly where the noise is coming. As you get closer to it, there is a bit of a grind happening within the unit itself. Uh, I have a mechanics-related question. Uh, so I have the, the stunt of danger sense. Is this something that is constantly, like, going for me, or is it something that I have to be like, I'm gonna do my danger sense stunt? So a stunt is a special trait your character has that changes the way a skill works for you. Stunts indicate some special, privileged way a character uses a skill. So if you're using your awesome engineering skill, or whatever, you can well, tap that stunt Well, I have, like, uh, investigate, on. which yeah. is good, which is what that is a branch of, so I guess if I tack like, if I rolled the investigate and it was something, I could, like, tack Danger Sense onto it, maybe? Yeah, so you would roll your investigate and then add your investigate, and then you would also add, if you were, if that stunt was invocable, you would add, like, a plus two to that as well. So it gives you an extra bonus because you're really good with dangerous things. Sensing them, Sensing yeah. them. Sensing them, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, well, I guess maybe I should, like, roll and investigate then. <gasps> sure. You're yeah. gonna roll? <gasps> roll! It's a roll! It's our first roll, you guys! Oh, wait, I guess uh, Amy did one to see if she was a good doctor or not, yeah. but... That's true. She yeah. got a mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I got two pluses and a minus to go with my plus three, so that's a four, I'm guessing? Yeah, so you're sit so, sitting at a great... Uh, yeah, so you... As you get closer to this, you hear that it sounds like it's like an intake valve problem. Like the, the air coming in is being held up and the motor's kind of revving uh, much higher than it should be. So something may be blocking it. So, yeah, uh, Regina, I think uh, something's, something's weird with the intake. Okay, do you, do you want to check it out or do you want me to go get a vacuum? I don't know. You're an engineer, and you de you designed the system, didn't you? Well, I didn't bring my tools. God damn it. Okay. Uh, I gotta run back. I only brought a flashlight. <laughs> and a ladder. And a ladder. <laughs> oh, my God. How is this moon base still running? That's a great question. Uh, I'll, you, you okay up there? I'll be right back. I'll go get some tools. 
Sure, I'll just chill on the ladder. Okay. We'll leave you there and go back to Juliana and Franklin, who have just resuited, and they are heading in to check on Brutus, who still appears to be in a coma, comatose state. Franklin goes up to start the procedure of checking him out and checking his vitals, and um, you see a bit of a concerned look as you walk up, and he's like, take, take a look at this. And you look down, and you see what wasn't on the last few checks that you've done, uh, a bit of mucus buildup within the eyes and nose, and uh, even starting around the mouth as well. Ugh. All right, Franklin, that's new. Um, can you t- please take a sample of that and get it to the lab ASAP? That's um, that's definitely concerning. We should get that, clear that out of there, get a nurse in here, clear that out of there, make sure his airways are clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he goes over to the intercom and pages for a nurse and uh, then comes over and uh, does a little swab um, and uh, takes that away. Do you want to Do you want to finish, finish up here while I take this or... Uh, yeah, that's fine. I can finish the vitals. Okay. Uh, Make sure you are following protocol with that. I do not want any cross-contamination. Do you know who you're talking to? Franklin, it'll be my ass, so you better do it. All right. Yeah, no, no cross-contamination. Never cross-contaminated anything before. Okay. Uh, and he goes back out. You are alone in the room with Brutus in comatose state, uh, checking vitals. He had a fever, uh, which still persists. If not, it's a little bit higher than what it was previously. Blood pressure is remaining the same. You you take a closer look at this film that's developing um, in the eye, eyes, nose, and mouth, and it looks almost a bit webbish. He's been on like a strong course of antibiotics since he's been in here bacterial obviously but the so as you're as you're looking at him now you notice that the black veins that were on his face and down over a lot of his body are starting to clear up some of the swelling that's around on the face um, has increased though that's what you see so you finish your checks and then you head on out yeah babber just Back to Rainia. You just hung up with Gail Chikowski, and you heard that she has uh, some of a frantic call on her end, something that caught her attention really quickly. I feel like, I guess, when was the last time I had an update from Juliana or the medical team? Because obviously this is, like, the biggest thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, sure. So I would, uh, I don't know, either go down there or call there. I don't know, is it an office where they call each other from their desks, or they walk over and talk to each other? Um, so, if you look at your map, uh, map will be posted to Patreon for people to follow along at home. Um, so, the administration offices are down on the bottom right there, and the medical center and laboratory are on like the back of the unit. So, you would have to go walk there, or you could call if you wanted to call, depending on what you want to do. Well, I think I'm one of those walk-around managers. Sure. 
you know, I like to go and say yeah. hi to everybody. And you like the personal touch. Yeah, I like the personal touch. Those relationships are important to me. I will go to the to the right, so I guess I won't really see anyone unless I'm going to say hi to them in the toilets. <laughs> Oi, what you doing in here? How's everything going? Are you doing okay? Just wanted to check in. All right, everybody great. How's everybody's good? dailies? Yeah, uh, you're good? You're number one. Uh, uh, you head that way, um, passing only a few people in the halls. You're you're focused on where you're going, so you don't really have to stop and have much uh, conversation. But you stroll into the medical center. You see Juliana coming out of uh, out of Brutus's section. And is she like? Can I talk to her? Is she still like in her suit? She's come out of like her decontamination and everything. She's still in her suit. There's a bit of a, a break where she can get undressed and cleaned off before you can get to her, but you can talk to her kind of through the glass. Juliana, you want me to wait till you come out, or you just want to talk now? Uh, well, I'm good either way, but I'm going to be out in just a few. Uh, hey, Rainia. How, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I'm doing a lot better than these guys are. And how are they doing? Well, Persephone's doing all right. Uh, she's exhibiting some... Uh, well, some symptoms that are a little concerning. She's got a fever. She's got she's got some headaches now. Um, Brutus, on the other hand, he has not yet woken up. However, we do have him on a strong round of antibiotics that do seem to be minimizing his skin condition. That's what we're calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> skin condition. Yeah. That that mm. sounds like not to invoke the, panic. The good news about Brutus. Something in your voice tells me maybe there's some bad news too. Well, um, he is also exhibiting some new signs and symptoms uh, of mucus or well, we have not yet examined it, but uh, Franklin's on that right now of uh, covering up his mucus membranes. Kind of like a web. Uh, we have never seen it before, so we are we're following protocol to make sure we isolate whatever this is and try to figure out what it is. Well, a web doesn't... You answered my next question, which was going to be if you'd ever seen anything like this before, but obviously not. That sounds, um... Disturbing? Sounds sounds not good. I guess, um... What do you... What are you going to do next? Just wait to get the test results and see if that tells you anything? Well, we are checking up on them every half an hour to an hour just to see if there have been any changes. Um, but all we can do right now is test what we got and wait for the results. While you're having this conversation, uh, one of the nurses named... Nurse Jenny comes in, and she didn't seem to expect to see you two talking, and she's like, oh, oh, hell, uh, hi, I'm just... Just gonna go. Franklin sent me to go clean up, clean up in there. So uh, I'm gonna go do that. All right, Jenny, you don't gotta be so awkward about it. Get in Yo. there, make sure his airways are clear. Okay, Dr. Joyner. Uh, nice to see you, Jenny. Hey, nice to see you too. <laughs> nice to see you too, Rania. Uh, okay, Dr. Joyner, I'm gonna go. Gonna go do that. Okay, uh, and she goes in and begins doing her unit as you guys are still talking. Is she always that? You know, I've I've seen, had lunch with her in the cafeteria. We've met a number of times. She's not normally that awkward. Oh, I I don't know about that girl. I don't know where they get half the people they get on here. 
I think, and please don't take this the wrong way, I think you're rather intimidating. So I wonder if, if it's you. I think she might be, she wants to impress you. You're the medical professional, you know, you're the, you're the hot shot that got sent here. So, well, that's, that's very my, sweet of you. It's my best um, guess. If only her work reflected that attitude and what you think that she is. Um... <laughs> With that comment, we're going to jump back to Oscar. And Oscar, you, you've been waiting for a little while and you hear uh, footsteps coming back down the hall and it's Regina Regina with a big old toolbox. She yells up, hey, Oscar, I brought you your tools here. You, you, you reach them? Yeah. It's not that far. It's like a five foot ladder, dude. Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, pass them, pass them on up. Hey, here you go. She hands you a tool belt of tools, and you reach in and you begin working on the where you think the issue is. Roll a craft. Uh, so that's two plus four is six, so Damn. that's fantastic. Yeah, dude. You, you roll. You roll it. You are so fucking crafty. So damn crafty. It doesn't take you long to get the main unit apart, and you look inside, and you're wearing you're wearing like gloves, tool like work gloves of some sort. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you kind of reach in and you pull out the filtration unit, and it's covered in some sort of fungus, like a white hmm. fungus that's coating this entire filter. Um, and you look in, and it's backing up into both the unit and down some of the pipes as well. What the fuck? What's the problem up there? Uh, uh, and I hold it out for Regina to see. Whoa! I'm like, what is this? I don't know. I didn't bring masks, dude. What is that? I I don't know. Okay. Um, guess I should put this back and let's, uh, let's get someone from the medical team. Check this out. Yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna go stand over here. Okay, well, I've got the... Got some caution tape here. We could just, you know, caution it up for now. Um, I, uh, I scrape a little sample into, like, a container. Sure. Of some sort. Yeah, you've got, like, and, screws uh, and stuff within, like, a plastic container, so that's cool. Sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I put a little in there, put the filter back in the system... And uh, scurry down the ladder and say, uh, Regina, I'm going to go to the uh, to the lab okay. and uh, see if they can analyze this ASAP. Uh, why don't you go back to uh, the maintenance hub and uh, and I'll let you know if I need you. Yeah, no problem. I got it. It's good. Don't worry about it. You head right to the uh, laboratory, I assume, is where you're going because that's where they do the that's test. That's where I'm going. Franklin's in there, and he looks to be running tests on some other things as you walk in. Uh, Franklin, um, I, I found some, like, fungus of some sort in the air filtration system, and I don't know how it got there. Uh, can you test it, see if it's anything that we recognize, or maybe there's anything bad about it? Hi, Oscar. Yeah, no, uh, hi, can you do this? Yeah, I, I can do that. What? Uh, sorry, where'd you find it? Uh, it's in one of the one of the air filtration Ooh. systems. That doesn't sound. It was all good. backed up against the vent. I don't. I don't really know what's going on here. But yeah, we need this. Uh, we need this tested ASAP. Uh, he's uh, kind of looking in a microscope and talking to you. And he's, oh, okay. Here, hand it to me. And he takes a look at it. Saying, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, 
Hmm. All right, yeah, I'll take a look, and uh, and I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Um, I would probably not touch it right now till we can figure it out. I don't know if you can shut that unit off, if you can bypass it. Do you know if you can do that? I can probably, I can probably work something in there. Okay, great. Maybe go take care of that, um, and I'll see what we're doing here. So you head to the facility operating equipment to begin bypassing that unit. Yeah, that's where I'd go. Back to Juliana and Rainia. Uh, so, um, you know, Rainia, it's really good to see you and all, but uh, what are you doing down here? Uh, I, I just wanted to come come get a report. I just talked to one of the higher-ups, and I and, uh, wanted to make sure, you know, I had the latest information. Next time they check in, I know everything that's, uh, that's going on. Seems like there's something going on down uh, Earthside, too. We were on a call, and she got interrupted and seemed all, all panicked, which was... Well, yeah. that's really weird. Did she say anything? She didn't, but... Yeah, I don't know. Strange, you know that. That's what they remember, say. These did things they all say happen. Anything? At, did you hear anything? Well, um, n- no. Just you know, we were on a Skype call, and someone like kind of paged her, kind of urgently, and needed her. I don't remember the specifics of it, but mm-hmm. why do you know something? If you you but, couldn't possibly no. have heard something, you've been in here taking care of your patients. No, no, no. It's just, you know, friends and family back home. Just. Yeah, I guess I guess now uh, gotta knock some wood. A little worried. We've that sounds like there's maybe two crazy things going on. You know, they always come in threes. Well, damn it, Rainia, where are you gonna find wood in a place like this? And I start walking to the the lab. I'll do the circuit. Sure. You know, I went the Let's other way, lap. so do a lap. See how everything's going. The two of you begin to leave, and you hear coughing from behind you. I I stop and turn around and look in to the quarantined areas. Uh, you see Persephone beginning to cough quite violently within her unit. I, I, um, I kind of intercom in, um, Hi, Persephone, sweetheart, you doing okay? <coughs> yeah, <coughs> it's hard to breathe. All right, hold on, we're going to be right in there. So I, I go in and I very quickly start to, like... Nurse Jenny, she's looking through the glass as she sees you start to enter the room, and she's looking to Persephone, concerned, obviously. She's in a different unit, though, and she can't get to her right away. And as she's looking at Persephone, Rainia, you see Brutus sit up. You see blood start to drip from his eyes as he is eyeing up Nurse Jenny. Oh my goodness! Uh, I mean, I yell, like, "Brutus! Oh my God, Jenny, Jenny!" Because she's looking away, right? Obviously, doesn't see this happening. Jenny looks to you, and in a flash, Brutus is on top of her and beginning to tear at her suit with his hands and begin tearing the fabric apart. But you see just like the, the escape of oxygen or air from. Like different like spots as he's ripping tubes in a frantic state, and you too are obviously seeing yeah. this because there's a big commotion going on now. But he tears through the suit at this point. I look to my right and I see a lockdown button, and I slam that lockdown button hard. And I'm and I say, Jenny, I'm real sore about this. Rainia, you see Juliana essentially lock. Uh, Nurse Jenny in with this frantic 
violent Brutus, what do you do when you see that? I don't know that I necessarily do anything. Like, one of my aspects is that I will make hard choices. Like, that's got to be the right thing to do. Like, it's fucked up and awful, but... I mean, something very fucked up and awful is going on in that room that we need to contain. I guess I also would say, like, Juliana, can you... You need to get out of there. I don't think... You can't go in and see Persephone right now. I I finish zipping on my mask helmet, and I say, I hear what you're saying, Rainia, but Persephone is right now... We can't let her get to Brutus' stage. And I go into Persephone's room. Persephone falls to the ground and and is violently shaking. We go back to Oscar, who has just entered the facility operating equipment area, and uh, you see Regina and Lamar, and they are kind of puzzled looking and typing in uh, some commands, and you see a red alarm going off. What's, uh, What's happening? What's the alarm for? Well, uh... When the alarm just went off in the uh, in the medical center there, uh, the the seal the, the medical sealing unit sends us an alarm when they do that. Do we have any like cameras or anything in there? Can we look in? Oh yeah, we got cameras. Sure. Should should have thought of that before. Lamar brings it up and he says, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, we should get security down there." And you look and you see Brutus tearing apart. You don't know who it is at this point. And you see Dr. Joyner in treating a seizing Persephone and Rainia observing this at this moment. Okay, I'm going to uh, hop on the, the ventilation system sure. and bypass that section that was contaminated. Sure. You managed to reroute away from that one filtration unit. Um, and while you're in there, you see some unusual logins within the last 24 hours coming from the same user that you've been tracking for a little while, Dr. Joyner. What are these, uh, what are these logins? What's she accessing? She's accessing the filtration units, and, uh, she appears to be pulling different biological data that gets fed through. Regina jumps on the phone, and she's calling the security units and the med units to get people in there as quick as possible. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 2. With your game master Russ Moore and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Theme music by Eli McElveen. The songs Zombie Hoodoo and Long Note 2 are by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Artwork by Kessie Rilanicki. The game system used is Fate Core by Evil Hat Productions. Supporting producers are Gabriel Lynch, Joshua Dixon, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Kat Waterflame, and Jacob Madden. Follow and share episodes to your friends on Twitter at FacingFateCast or Facebook.com slash FacingFateCast. Become a patron of Dumb Dragons Productions today to support Facing Fate and hear the entire first season, as well as becoming the first to hear future seasons and join monthly hangouts with the cast. Visit and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. A Dumb Dragons production.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Forgive me, Father. For I have sinned. It's been six months. Since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings. I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I, um, lightly dosed this Gatorade with a powerful laxative. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt... He had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I do? Are you kidding? Do you love Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professional. Where do you get off talking to me like this? <clears throat> Excuse me? What the f- Who is there? Forgive me. A comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.